G'day listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews, I'm your host Sam. This week we're going Full Battle Angel and we're reviewing the one, the only, Attila, not Attila, Alita, Alita, can't remember the name, Alita Battle Angel. With me to discuss all things Alita, I had to remember how to say that name, is uh, Anth, Anth, how are you going? Yeah, good man. Hey, don't stress. Like, for ages, people ask me, well, what are you going to watch? What are you going to review for the next pod? And I'm just like, I don't know, Till of the Hun? A leader, a leader. I remember that. A leader, a leader. All right. Um, oh, all right. On a scale of one to ten, how much did you make, hate this movie? Hate this movie. Oh, Sam, come on, man. I don't hate. I just thought it was a crock of shit. So, mean? ten. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> What do you mean? What do I mean? You well, asked me how much I hated the movie. I said it was a crock of shit. I gave it a ten. I hated it. All right, I hated it. Hated like, I hated every second of it. You hated the movie. <laughs> all right, let's. I'll be on Front Street. This movie's like a fucking six out of ten. Watch it on Netflix. All right, I don't have much more to say about this. <laughs> That's what I mean. Hey, hey, listen. All right, listen. Look, we'll, we'll get into it, obviously, because we always do. No one reviews movies better than the Full Metal Movie Review Podcast crew. But here's the thing, all right? I did not enjoy it. However, however, there are certain things that I will give it praise for, but we'll do that a bit later on. But this movie is not a movie for the real phony, okay? Um. All right, well, then let's talk about why you didn't like it. Why didn't you like it? Uh, well, it was, well, one, it, it, it felt like it was three hours. All right. And it ended up being two hours. So it was a bit long. I felt that it was very, um, the storyline was kind of all over the place. It was like they were trying to fit in five years of anime TV series into a two hour film. So they're trying to, you know, please, I guess everybody, the fanboys and the general audience and, and everyone. Wait, wait, um, wait, 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 sorry. But what, who, what fanboys are there for this? Well, it's an anime, so I'm sure there's some guy somewhere. Can I, can I, can I be hundred percent real with you right now? Real talk. Yeah. Real talk. This anime is not even like that. Well loved. <laughs> Sam, I'm telling you, there's at least one guy. All right. Somewhere in his mom's basement. Okay. That's like just drooling over this film, all right? And that's who they're appeasing it for. Look, I know nothing about the anime, okay? So I probably shouldn't have made that statement. But it just seems like they were trying to get too much um, in in one film where I think the idea of a, um, a slow burn or just telling a simple story is lost. And that there is why I didn't like this movie because it's just like, let's just throw everything at you. Let's tell multiple stories at once. But why can't we just have, you know, the story of Alita, not Attila, Alita. I had to think about it there. Cut, or, you know, overcoming the, you know, the one big bad android, you know, that's her first battle. Make that the first film. And I think that would have been better than what we got, which was just a whole lot of stuff. That's right. why I didn't like. Okay, I'll, I will tell you you're 100 percent correct, and I'll yeah. tell you 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 are you got some logic because basically this film is pretty much the first 
I can't remember off the top of my head. I know it's been a while since I watched that anime. But it feels like it's the first maybe six episodes of this anime cranked into one. Um, so it tells her origin, then tries to give the context of her fighting the, the bad guy. But what falls really flat is that you, f- you struggle to draw the connection between why she would care about um, Nova, the bad guy. Because she was a soldier found on a scrap heap, um, and because of a special core, she's been kept alive for 300 years or whatever. But she's fundamentally a new person who's struggling to reconcile or remember her past, and she is quite honestly um, 180 of a super killer soldier. She's a fucking, I guess, post-teen, maybe young adult. Um, person who just is like innocent and nurturing and loving and it's just bizarre to see her um, like why would she give a fuck I don't know like it's, it's like she's remembering these things about something that happened 300 years ago and you don't get a context as that that things are on this in this city uh, whatever the fucking city's called Rust City or whatever it's called <laughs> um that it's that bad. I mean, they reference it to things like the fall when they say, oh, everyone's just out for themselves and this city's really bad and it's really harsh and stuff. But it's not. It's It looks pretty vibrant. Um, yeah, it looks kind of overpopulated because the streets are narrow and there's a lot of people walking everywhere. Can but I just say, it go, looks like Hong Kong. Well, that's it just, what I mean. it just, Honestly, it's, like, it's it fine. Like Hong Kong. It's fine. <laughs> And you go outside the city limits, and there's fucking jungles and forests and stuff. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? This planet looks absolutely fine. Like, what are you? Dude, I, I, I would live there. I would live there. Get a nice little place on like the outskirts, you know. So you, you know, just outside, you can get into the jungle, but you're not too far from the city. And they got street food. The chocolates available. Oh, I don't yeah, know what's yeah, wrong with these I mean? people. Like, it's honestly, <laughs> it's the the there's no antagonist. And the like, there's no fundamentally, just, there's just no antagonist. And the payoff about Nova being Edward Norton at the end is like, well, you're just revealing. That's not a reveal. You're just showing Edward Norton at the end of a movie. Um, whoa, 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 ladies and gentlemen, spoilers. Ah, fuck it. Okay, listen, it, this, this movie <laughs> is just frustrating because they had a, a pretty decent sort of source material to choose from, and. What people don't do anymore is interpret and adapt content or, or source material. All they do is fucking retell it, like, almost verbatim, and just try I... to chop and change the best parts of stories, like Superman v. Batman and um, Justice League and all. Like, just, how hard is it just to, she's a fucking cyborg from the future, just run with that. Look, I just want to jump in there, alright? It's this, probably this, this because... Tone deaf. This movie is completely tone deaf. Uh, it's just... Probably because one of the last times someone tried to um, interpret an anime, Dragon Ball Evolution came. Nah, so... No, 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 no. Ghost in the Shell, <laughs> Ghost in the Shell was, was two years ago. Yeah, I, no, no, no. But what I'm trying to say is like when they do that interpretation thing, well, Ghost in the Shell, there you go. That's a good, um, uh, that's another good example. But um, yeah, interpretation can sometimes lead to disaster. So. However, if they are going to play it safe and, and do what they did, like, 
as you said, oh, like I've never seen it, but if it's like the first six episodes, you know, you're doing you're doing too much. Yeah, interpret, stay true to the source material, but throw the interpretation in there. And they made it American anyway, so they already are interpreting the the um, the source material. So put your put your mark on it, but just simplify it a bit. It was just way too much, way too much. It's um, it's weird. I mean. Ghost in the Shell was actually not a bad movie, to be honest. Uh, um, I mean, it's like, why would you remake an anime or uh, a manga comic book when it's like you're just fundamentally remaking, um, like you're just doing a live action version of what's already out, and what's already out is so good, is that well, there's no need for the live action remake like there's just fundamentally no need for it um and that's what i kind of feel here is that it's pretty bland um it's very conventional almost um i'd say tropey movie about uh, a person finding some sort of awakening and or living up to the expectation or the weight of who they are i mean Every challenge she comes across, she just overcomes it with no real growth. It's just, okay, here's the next thing. Okay, here's the next thing. Okay, here's the next thing. And then along those ways, it's like, yeah, I remember how to do this. I remember how to do that. I remember how to do this. And I don't know. It was, I mean, to be honest, I was actually enjoying the film pretty much up until the point of when Motorball got introduced. And I don't remember mm. Motorball having such a large sort of component to the actual original anime and it's like people to get up to the last city what's that last city called oh i don't know let's just call it heaven because um that's clearly what they were saying yeah basically (laughs) to get up to the city called heaven (laughs) it's not the city but yeah to get to the fucking city you gotta win motorball or something and i don't know man it's fucking like who cares (laughs) she doesn't have a bad life down like where she is at the moment She's fucking got awesome powers. She's a killer cyborg. She lives with Ido, who loves her um, as a as a daughter. There's got so they got that sort of companionship going. Um, her lifestyle, her house seems fine. Her apartment is fine. She's not malnourished. She doesn't have food shortages. There's no fucking um, threat, physical threat. She has to worry about because she literally destroys everybody so easily. Um, like, what's so good about taking down Nova? And you get no context about why taking down Nova is important. Or I think the most interesting part about this film is the backstory of her being a soldier, um, a berserker, I think she's referenced as. And she was a Mars soldier or something. Someone's from Mars. It was like Mars versus Earth in some final battle. And something... Ha- I can't remember. And then something happened. Mm. And she, All the Mars soldiers died. That was the other thing with those flashbacks. That was is just that those, those, that those was it was interesting. You cool. wanted more, like they they didn't give enough, but they and they were. Here's how boring this movie got because you've got these flashbacks that just get thrown in there at random points, and they're there literally for maybe uh, I don't know thirty seconds or something. And you want more of that flashback because it's better than whatever crap is being thrown at you. Mm. That was the most interesting part. I mean. Nova, it's implied that Nova controls everybody and everything, 
through his corporation. Um, but fuck, corporations already control everything on Earth. Like, this is not a new concept. Fucking literally corporations fund every single fucking government policy that they want. They lobby and they do whatever they want to the environment. So we already live in that sort of context. Um, he's up in his fucking ivory tower and she's down on Earth. And I'm like, are you telling me you can't get a fucking helicopter just to go up there? I mean, it's got to be in an atmosphere that where people can fucking breathe. It can't be that high up off the ground. It's connected by fucking cables for whatever reason. Surely, surely, if if they got cyborgs in this universe, you can't, you're telling me you can't fucking just get a helicopter to, to fucking fly up or a drone to fly you up and you just jump off and, you, and you're in... Like, it's what, what are you talking about here? So, it's like this really poorly constructed environment slash world that they try to, I don't know, give sort of parameters to, these weird parameters, like... Why the fuck would you care about living in the city? Why Why is everyone worried about this last city, whatever it's fucking called? Um, Rust. What's the fucking city called? Nah, who cares? Fuck it. Whatever that city's <laughs> called, like, why would you care? You, you literally, it's not like the rest of the world. It's not like um, in Judge Dredd where the, you have to go to mega cities because the rest of the world is a nuclear wasteland. It's not like that at all. It's literally, everywhere, it, everywhere else clearly has life. It doesn't, they never give any context as to, oh, you can't go out the city parameters, like, just because of, you know, pollution or whatever. It's like, they've got farms there. There's literally farms outside the city. Fucking go live outside the city. Relax. Enjoy your life. Who cares? I don't understand what's so attractive about getting to this fucking, the last fucking super city. And here's another thing, phones. (laughs) Here we go. If you think about this logically... If that city was hovering above another city, directly above it, I'm talking fucking straight up, that fucking city beneath it would never fucking see daylight. Ever. Because it just doesn't make any sense. Whoa. Mind blown. Nah, I thought of that the first five seconds watching this movie, and you know I'm not scientifically minded. Like, that annoyed the crap out of me, literally. Like, how can they see anything? That's what I mean. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And okay, so is that city in orbit, or is it because it can't be in fucking orbit because how would people breathe? And our resources, how, they obviously must. If it's just a city, how do they grow stuff? How do they get food? How do they get fucking energy? What are, like, is that? Is that part of the anime? No, they don't, they don't worry about explaining that. That's what I mean. This anime isn't very good. I'm not gonna lie. It's not a fucking. It's not like a. It's not like a Ninja Scroll or a fucking, you know, I don't know, what's something really popular in the Western culture. Um, a Naruto or One Punch Man or um, whatever. It's not like something that's really iconic. It's it's a mildly amusing anime from the 90s. And just because James Cameron took so fucking long to get to it... Um, mm. And then he actually eventually handed it off to Robert Rodriguez to make because he is to he went down that avatar fucking black hole that doesn't like he's ever gonna go get out. I'm just I just don't think that this story really resonates with anyone. I mean would would people like Hunger Games does a better job of what this does, if that makes sense. Um so, Hunger Games has a similar sort of issue, like a, a very introverted, not introverted, I would say a very, just a young woman 
realizing her potential to be more and to take it to the man, right? Essentially, what the Hunger Games is that is probably resonates more with an audience than what this would. This wouldn't resonate with anyone because it's fucking. I don't know. What, you're telling me you've never been beheaded, put back together by a scientist, and then have all these magical powers where you could pretty much be the most powerful being on Earth and really take over the world yourself? Here's the thing, and that's what I mean. Like, it was just to... I'm pretty sure in the movie Alita... Sorry, in the anime Alita, she... Maybe she does get the berserker body. I'm not sure. I, already, I just assumed that he he puts her in a, a body and then she, because of her core, she starts to remember that she can do awesome things and she like shoots out energy like Dragon Ball Z sort of stars. That's what I remember. So, I didn't think it actually had anything to do with the Berserker body but I guess they had to make it a bit more grounded in reality so they gave her the Berserker body. But, I mean, why fucking go... I don't know. It's just like, oh, she lost her body. Oh, good thing she found a body literally 10 minutes before this happened. Like, really? <laughs> really? What was um that game? Um, what was it called? What do they call it? Uh, Motorball. Motorball. Um, you know what I was thinking of that entire time? Motorball. Remember the movie uh, Rollerball? Mm. I think it was the late 70s. And then it got remade in like 2002 with LL Cool J and that dude from American Pie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the um, entire time, it just brought back flashbacks of that movie. Fuck, what was it called? Um, Rollerball. Was it Rollerball? Yeah, yeah, the movie was called Rollerball. Yeah, that's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So it's like they they put all this emphasis on this Monster Ball thing. And the entire time, especially when they were just skating around with the ball in their hand, all I could think of was rollerball, and and not the good rollerball from the seventies that was pretty bad anyway. The um the two thousand two rollerball, mm. and and uh, yeah, so um that's how you know captivating this movie was. I was thinking of LL Cool J's rollerball. Well, that's what I mean. Like it's just that was just all that whole sequence reminded me of um. Phantom Menace's uh, pod racing. I was like, nobody cares about fake virtual sports, futuristic sports. Why are you, like, nobody's invested, nobody's sitting on the edge of their seat going, oh, I hope she wins a fucking race or I hope she dunks that ball. Who gives a fuck? Like, future sports aren't interesting. Um, and to fucking weight it so much and intertwine it so much into this fucking movie, like, Oh, man. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And have them explain the rules and fucking you can do this, you can do that. Oh, it's a hard game. Yeah, he cares, man. He cares. That's what I mean. So, this is like there's way too much going on in this in this film. They, they really could have like, they could have scrapped the roller, motor, whatever bowl out. They could have scrapped mm. um, some of the shit with the Wesley Snipes want to be out. They could have kept it fairly, um, I don't know. Anyway. Fuck this film. What the so what the anime did better um, was have more emphasis on Edo being a hunter killer, and or whatever that bounty is it called hunter killer the bounty hunter whatever they're called. Um, no, whatever. And hunter warriors, sorry, not hunter killer. Um, hunter warrior, and basically to hunt warriors, hunt the criminals down, um, and basically. That was kind of like, oh, is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? And that's how 
a leader gets trained in that environment and that's how she remembers so in this it kind of happens similarly where she saves Ido from a trap and that's her first sort of kick um, um, into waking her memories on Mars but here it's very glossed over in like over 15 minutes um, I don't know like it's just you got uh, like you got a very rich context of source material that you could have drawn from and the the, the plot they gave us was tonally deaf very bland very contrived very basic um, and had zero it just didn't have a uh, antagonist like there was no bad guy and the reveal of the bad guy it was like he's just some man in the clouds who can tap into people like the Matrix who cares oh my god that was that was so stupid you know like it was so obvious but because I wasn't really paying attention I was like since when was that dude's eyes blue because like nothing in his character changed it was like the the acting stayed the same is what I'm getting at. Like, because I, I, I was literally what happened was I wasn't paying attention. All of a sudden, um, the Wesley Snipes guy—I forget the character's name—but I'm just going to call him Wesley Snipes. Um, his eyes. Why were, is he Wesley Snipes? Because he looked like forget him being black, but Wesley Snipes—he looks exactly like he was. He was dressed like Wesley Snipes would dress because sometimes Wesley puts on the uh, the Asian garb because of his martial arts stuff, his stature and everything. It just reminded me of Wesley Snipes, all right? It's In fact, if Wesley Snipes... Ali. Or if, Ali. Uh, the guy from Predators. But if Wesley Snipes was in that film, perfect. Anyway, so the dude from Predators, is that better? He was... Uh, when his eyes went blue, just call him I was just like... Mashali Ali. Yeah, the guy from Predators. Ah, I was like... Mashala Ali. Say it with me. All right. Uh, predators Ali. <laughs> predators, uh, pre- I'll set up for Predators Ali. All right, all right, all right. So, Mr. Ali, okay? Hmm. Is that all right? The guy from Predators, Wesley Snipes, he was standing there, right? And his eyes went blue. And I'm like, since when was his eyes blue? But I didn't realize that another character tapped into him because nothing in his acting changed because he played the hmm. same character. It was like the... The tone sort of... The, the way he spoke. Kind of, but not... Yeah, a bit. Not re- I don't know. He was already talking slow and sly and cool and, you know, typical bad guy. But, you know, I don't know. I just think that was all bullcrap. And then the reveal at the end when it was that, um, what you, well, what's that actor's name? He's real famous. You said it at the beginning. Who's that? The reveal. Um, oh, Ed Nova's Norton. reveal. Ed Norton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ed Norton. All right. Mm. When it was that reveal at the end, I literally could have thrown that popcorn at the screen because that was just like the most bullcrap, like, it's just, you know, if there's a sequel, Alita versus Ed Norton, I couldn't give a crap. Uh, in the anime, he's an old dude. Like, I mean, he's an old white dude. Like, like I get it. I mean, all so make it So make him an old white. white dude. Make him an old white dude. Don't just spray paint Ed Norton's hair yeah, white. That's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. She has no equal. Flat out. There is just no equal to her. She kills all the fucking cyborgs on this planet. All the even the ones that get jacked up and juiced and they get fucking upgrade after upgrade after upgrade. She fucking kills them all. The dude that's meant to have a pretty face 
and speaks with English accent, and he's got all the intricate art artwork, artwork on his um, cyborg limbs, and he looks kind of like it's meant to look like, like a like a yakuza tattoos and that sort of stuff, and he carries around the sword. I guess he's meant to be the best hunter warrior, so maybe make him the bad guy in the first movie, and mm. relate Nova to him more than the convoluted, not the really convoluted, but the than the obvious bad guy henchman. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like whatever. I mean, he comes to be a bad guy at the right at the very end of the last second. Um, just about as, oh yeah. As soon as she killed that big dude, right, which you knew she was gonna mm. do. Um, and and slice off that other guy's face. But, you know, as soon as she killed that big dude, like, straight from that point, it was just like, okay, the movie's over. Because you're right, like, there is there is no threat for her. No, zero, so zero she, she killed him, and then, and then you know, um, Mr. Ali is standing there, and you're just like, well, what, what is the point in this? Why am I here? You know, you know she's going to win. And then you know she's going to play rollerball or dodge them carts or dodgeball or whatever the fuck she's going to play. And you know she's going to win. It just... Uh, you just... You know what? We spoiled this movie straight away, but we just saved everybody two hours of the most obvious plot ever. There, however, Sam, I know you want to talk about it. Can you please talk about the funniest part in this movie? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Alita has a love interest in uh, a boy named Hugo. And Hugo is, uh, he runs with a pretty dangerous crowd because he has a motorbike and he has a leather jacket. And he's a bad dude, but he's with a bad he's dude with a bad dude. heart of gold. Some would say that he's a boss. Hugo, boss. <laughs> um, and what these people, what this gang does is they uh, kidnap cyborgs and take off their limbs to then sell on the black market. This is literally, they try to say, like, in real life, if this happened in real life, it'd be traumatizing, but they they water it down to say, we never killed anybody, we never hurt anybody, we just stole, you know, took their limbs. So they're trying to tone down that he's not that bad, all right? What they do is not that bad. Um, And... Blah, 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 blah. They fall in love. He introduced her to um, Motorball. He... Oh, uh, also introduces her to chocolate and they get a connection. She trusts him. Um, whatever. Um, long story short, he gets framed for a murder that the good-looking, the good-looking face robot sets him up for. Which, <laughs> again, it doesn't make any sense for him because it's hard to explain this movie because it's so stupid. So in the future, right, these hunter warriors are the police because the corporation doesn't employ a police force. It just lets anybody, anybody can just walk up to this fucking control panel and become a cop. And that cop is a license to kill, right? And can I just say that there was no, like, crime in that movie? Like, there was no random Zero. street crime other, other, yeah. other, other than, than those murder. guys jacking the parts, yeah. right? But, like, compare it to modern day today, like... You know, there was just down the street at a shopping center near me. This dude pulled out a baseball bat and started bashing up this other guy. And then uh, there was a hit and run and, you know, all this other crap in modern day times. Over there, fucking paradise. So these hunter warriors must be doing all right. Uh, anyway, I forgot my train of thought. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, 
Not really. Uh, fucking so. <sighs> Fuck. What was I saying? I genuinely forgot my thought. You said there was no. There's no police force. There's no police force. They employ these hunter warriors, um, and then that's when I interrupted you. No, I don't know, man. I was just trying to say. Um. I've literally it's gone blank. I can't remember now. Um, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please be patient. To, you have to just chime in. Um, <laughs> fuck. What does it say? There's, so, yeah, there's no bad guys. So, okay. Okay. Got it. I got it. Got it. So, <laughs> if you murder someone instantaneously in this world, you are wanted for murder. Because what happens is the good looking robot kill someone in front of Hugo and then the hunter warrior says Hugo does it or did it and then Hugo's wanted for murder that's that's just fucking the most insane fucking logic I've ever heard of because any reasonable person would come to the conclusion if you saw a cunt sliced, <laughs> right? And <laughs> the guy that had, carries a fucking sword was pinned some other person on the murder and said he did the murder. He's like, well, how did he die? Oh, he died from a fucking sword getting sliced against his fucking stomach. Oh, okay. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, he didn't do it. <laughs> like, you know, you know, it didn't really make sense at make all, sense. though. Does that make sense? No, Anyone can just be he, accused of anything. Like, he doesn't, what are you talking about, mate? Like, what, are you fucking dumb or what? Like, to commit a crime, there has to be a record of that crime, right? And then they have evidence of saying, yep, this is the person. Go get this person. Not, you did the crime, I'm going to get you. Like, okay, so there's no law then. But if there's no law, why are people living in this fucking city? Like, like it doesn't really make sense. Because if there's no anyway. law and there's no cops... Hunted warriors should, in, in essence, be just despots. They should just be fucking... Sam, um... Sam, 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 Sam. I just want you to talk about the guy dying twice. All yeah, right? Okay, you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Jesus. I'm getting there. So he dies, right? And then um, his death is used as um, motivation about Alita. You know, you, you got to fight for the things you love because if you don't, you could lose them. No worries. Makes that's a good message that you should always stand up for your friends. So she chops off his head, <laughs> and then I don't know how the shit wasn't covered in blood. I don't know how he doesn't like this. Doesn't make any sense. Like the the fucking kid would be dead from blood loss. The brain doesn't work like that. Anyway, anyway, he's kept alive. His head's kept alive and attached to a new body. Okay, cool. Like this. This is so dumb. You'd have to be either five years old or a fucking stooge to, to just be invested in this story. He gets a robot body and he's back alive. And you go, oh, cool. So she did save him and she did and she learned that cool lesson. Next minute, and I'm, I'm talking not even fucking 10 minutes after this, <laughs> the cunt is, sorry, the, the Hugo with the robot legs is running up some cable to try to get to the Sky City because he wants to be there because that's where he, where he feels like he belongs. Totally disregards the fact that a, a leader has saved his life and that he's, in essence, he feels like he's always going to be hunted down because um, because, he, because he's going to be wanted for that murder. 
But again, it doesn't make sense because those robots didn't like saw he was dead, right? So he's technically not alive anymore. Anyway, he runs up this cable, and then this cable launches a blade or some shit to cut these kids off, and Alita fails to save him, and he dies. So what's the message there? He he dies literally twice. First time it makes sense because she saves him and she learns a you know the the protagonist learns a message about uh you know having to fight for your friends in order to protect your what you love. But then the second message is like, oh, cunt's always gonna be tripping. So he's tripping balls. Just fucking oh well, he's dead. You know what I mean? Shit happens. You know what I really you know what I really makes sense. Like what's, what's the point of the first death? If you're just going to give me the second day. Like, what are you talk- What are you wasting my time here for? No, because, again, there's too much I'm shit going hot. on in I'm this film. I'm getting fucking hot about this. I know, I know you are. You've you, you got to calm down, Sam. You've got to calm down. What I, what I really want, though, uh, listeners out there, um, I, I want this piece together when this movie comes out and you can, you can legally get a copy and, and rip it. I want that scene where he dies a second time. I want, I want the chick from Cliffhanger going... I don't want to die. And I want Arnold, um, Sylvester Stallone's voice going, you're not going to die. And then him dropping. That's what I want. All right. Get that to me at a real phony on Twitter. It's I'm back. That's garbage. a selfish plug right there. It's yeah. It's a garbage. Look, it was absolutely garbage. The movie is Sam- actually so dumb. It actually makes it really confusing it, to give it out is- a succinct plot because you're just like, oh yeah, that fucking what? What happened? The- Dude, you know what? If any if anyone thinks that this pod isn't the best effort from us, it's because of this film. All right, this film has ruined this podcast. Now, Sam, I do want to talk about because you're hot at the moment, so I might take the ball for a little bit while you calm down. I do want to talk about some good things that came out of this film. All right, so some of the moments that um, weren't necessarily um, really bad, and that was the. Though actually, I do have a few bad things to say about it, but I'll get to that. But that was the um, the CGI. So Alita um, was very well done. So what I mean by that is they CGI'd up um, an actress. I, f- I forget her name, but she was the chick that banged um, Machine Gun Kelly in uh, Bird Box. So go back and look at that. Um, wow, I really got to learn names. Anyway. They um they CGI'd her. She was the uh, chick that in Bang Kelly in Bird Box. So yeah. if you can't find out who that is, that's on you, listeners. That's on who you. the fuck? What the fuck is a Machine Gun Kelly? Anyway, keep, keep, keep talking. That's his name, isn't it? I'll double uh, check that. I'm not, I'm literally have no idea who that is. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that is. Anyway, it's just she's an, an unknown actress. It's not the point. She actually gives a anyway, good performance. She does. She gives a fine performance. She, she does give a great performance. Um, and. Yeah, it is Machine Gun Kelly. Anyway, she gives a great performance. And what I like about it is that um, in in a lot of uh, interaction between CGI characters and real-world characters, there's kind of like a disconnect between the actor and the CGI character. So we saw that with, like, the Ninja Turtles remakes um, and that type of stuff where, you know, okay, obviously they're CGI, they're not real, but the actor is having a hard time acting towards that. Now, that might be because of the actors themselves or whatever, but essentially the CGI really blended really well with that real world. So for the creators who made the film, 
I think they did a fantastic job blending the CGI and real world because even the fight scenes, they didn't really take much away in regards to, oh, God, this is just another CGI fight. They still, even though they were far out there, they still had an element of realism. So if only they could get the freaking plot right and the fucking flaw of the movie right and all that other shit, they would have made a really good film. But because they couldn't do that, this wonderful effort for really fantastic film technology is wasted on a piece of shit. Now I'm getting hot. Um, Go on, Yeah, uh, good. Uh, the CGI was pretty outstanding. Um, the, uh, the batter sequences were... Uh, I don't know, man. It's, fucking, it's a cartoon, this thing. I mean... I don't know why I do this. I complain about I hate so much CGI that makes it like I'm watching a cartoon, and that's what I was watching. All right, I don't know, guys. Um, this I was hot, and now I'm just defeated. Like the best, the best sequence in this movie was the thirty-second, maybe forty-second um, flashback we had of her on the moon fighting um, in a battle of Martians versus humans, and the way that battle sequence was filmed with the low gravity and the moon dust flying everywhere and the lasers being shot and stuff it was like that to me seems like a more interesting story than this i didn't mind the um the bar scene where they had that bar room uh, brawl i liked the second My- fight with that with the with the, the muscle muscle android guy the big dude yeah yeah. Um, the second fight was much better than the first, but the fighting was too far a few between. The fight scenes were too far a few between. Murder Ball was... There is just some of the most boring sequences in the whole fucking film. Um, I mean... She didn't even really get a satisfying fight between her and, and Hot Face. Like, it was just... I don't know, man. Like, it's just... Everything was just flat. It was just like, oh, how cool an epic is this? It's like, not really. Like, not really at all. It was just... Look, look, it's real simple. All right, guys. You can get the largest pizza ever, and it could be the best pizza in the world, okay? And you could sit down and start eating that. But once you get through your eight slice and you get full, you get sick of it, and you don't want any more. This is what this film was. <sighs> it was this wonderful showcase... But it just got too much of the same shit. And eventually, well, within the first half hour, you were just like, okay, I get it. It's a great CGI fest. But is there going to be a fucking story that actually makes sense that comes with this film? But there wasn't. Mm. There wasn't, Sam. There wasn't. Uh, and you, you made me sit through this piece of shit. Why, so why, why I did that was one, because I actually wanted to see a fucking new movie because we haven't reviewed a new movie on this podcast true, true, for about true. 20 fucking years. True. Secondly, um, I thought it would be, I thought with Jim Cameron, uh, it would be a decent enough shot where you'd just be, eh, it was all right. Not, fuck, this movie's boring and terrible. And thirdly, I like sci-fi, so I've got a proclivity to, or a preference to watch sci-fi movies. Um, it's a good schnitzel, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the highlight of the night, going for a schnitzel beforehand. Um, but, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, i got to say, I'm going to throw this out there, and you may think I'm crazy. 
Okay. Um, but I don't think I am. But you may think I'm crazy. But Robert Rodriguez, I'm gonna throw something. I'm gonna put this out on the line. I'm Thought. gonna say flat out is a mediocre filmmaker. He gets too much fucking hype and respect for a filmography that is, in my opinion, borderline B grade. Maybe, maybe you could say A minus. Well, no, you could maybe you could say B plus. I was gonna say actually, you could probably say C grade. And if you look at his fucking filmography, they're probably out of the fucking. Let's have a look at any films he's directed. He has directed one, two, three, four, five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Like he's done, he's done almost seventeen, eighteen films, right? So mm. he has experience. First film was in nineteen ninety two. Of those of of those movies, he's got three that are fucking watchable: Desperado, From Dust Till Dawn, and um, Sin City, the first one. Mm-hmm. Of those three, one is original in Sin City because that was pretty groundbreaking. How he did the black and white sort of comic book style art or uh, cinematography. Mm-hmm. The rest are fucking garbage. I don't care what anyone says. Machete, Machete Kills, fucking garbage. Sin City, A Dane to Kill For, fucking garbage. Planet Terror, boring. Sin City is actually has a lot. It's, it actually does have a, a snooze fest in the middle. Spy Kids, one, two, three, like, who gives a fuck? Once Upon a Time, <laughs> so boring. The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, get the fuck out of here. I know you, you're trying to make movies for kids, but just get the fuck out of there. Um, from Dust Till Dawn is, mm, I don't know. I mean, Sex Machine is the only good thing in that movie, and the and the rest can get fucked. Um, Desperado is just it's a pretty cheesy movie. It has some good sort of um, no, actually I wouldn't say the action sequences are good. It has some good moments in it, but it's not like a beloved film. I don't know, man. I just don't think he makes good films. I mean, I could be well, wrong. You might have a different opinion, but this <coughs> this just kind of cements the fact that. He's not original. Uh, he's not unique. His perspective, his storytelling, storytelling is pretty linear, and you can pretty much see what happens. Like, what was yeah. that call? I made a call in the movie, and it happened like straight after. I can't remember. I should have written it down. Because sorry, we saw this on Sunday. We just haven't had a chance to record it. Um, it's now Thursday, so I've pretty much forgotten half this film. But like it's just so you can just all the tropes are there, so you can just tell. All right, and guaranteed she's going to get a new body, or guaranteed this, guaranteed that. Like it's, mm. uh, I don't know. Can I just say something about Robert Rod- Rod- Rodriguez? Like, mate. Okay, so I'm going to just defend them a little bit. All right, The Faculty was a damn good film. Uh, no, I agree with you. Um, and I wouldn't say he is borderline B grade. He is B grade. Um, because that's the whole. I think that's his whole gimmick. I mean, Machete and and um, I was just gonna say Machete kills, but that's not really fair. But like, he he's a B grade director that has a has a following, and then all of a sudden gets like a few big blockbusters. But that's it. I mean, he's tried to build. What he he he's got like his characters that go between films. Like Machete was actually in Spy Kids. Um, so that's something, but 
Yeah, I agree with you, man. He's he's a B grade director in a in an A grade world, and he just did not deliver with this film. Sin City's, I think, is his most successful film. Um, uh, you know what? I I know you defended Sin City a little bit, but that movie, I'm just saying right now, and I'm gonna get a lot of hate. That there was crap. Uh, I wouldn't say it's crap. I think it had some cool, interesting components. Like, I mean, it's a couple of the stories really neat. Not unique. Sorry, the storytelling was pretty conventional. Um, but the cinematography and the way he constructed that film like a comic book and replicated um, fucking uh, Frank Miller's uh, original artwork was pretty inspiring. Um, so it was, also, thought, it was also very boring, but anyway. Uh, look, it's your own. <laughs> But my point is, you're okay. Maybe I'm right. Maybe, maybe because I have a pulse of pop culture that I think people respect him more than he is actually respected. Because maybe that could be it. Um, but I just don't. I'm never going to go see another one of his films. Like I just can't be fucked with it because he just like they're just they're like you know how you get B grade films, mm-hmm. but then you enjoy them because they're fucking awesome. Sure. You get B grade films. That are that know they're B grade, but just are like not self aware that they're B grade, but just hamming it up that they're B grade, and they're like gratuitous because that's what B grade films have is gratuitous violence and gratuitous sex and gratuitous this. Yeah, like like machete. Correct, but like if you had if you go to actual B grade films. The reason why they're B grade and the and the, and the and the reason why they're gratuitous is yeah okay whatever but at the same time it's because they're B grade and the blood was fake um, and they probably had a shit guy doing the fucking effects so he didn't know how to make it look realistic so he just put blood everywhere like you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and that's what endears you to those films is how they're made with love but they're made shit <laughs> or poorly mm-hmm. whereas these are highly polished B grade films if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. It makes it makes a lot of sense, man. You know what? I'm get, I'm a little pissed off that Danny Trejo wasn't in this film. Ah, uh, man, I doc. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about things I did like because I want to end on a positive note. I liked um, Attila uh, aesthetic. Her first body. Um, <laughs> you just called cool. her Attila again. Oh, did I? Alita, sorry, Alita's aesthetic of her first body um, and how it had all the engravings and intricacies that looked really unique. Um. Mm-hmm. What I don't like, no, you know, I'm not gonna get. I'm not even gonna get into the logic of the biology of the cyborg because why would they need to eat if her heart can produce the only amount of energy she needs? Why would she need to eat? You only need to eat for energy. So what? What is that about? She doesn't have a digestive system. Yeah, but system. you know, you Secondly, know, why she? It was pretty cute. It was cute though, Sam. Come on, it was cute. Why was she naked all the time? Why not? Like, but you wouldn't be naked all the time if you had a okay. choice. But why give her clothes then? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sam, <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie. All right. All right. I don't know. I, I just like, right. it's just me. Um, do they have, that? she says that she's got um, sensory things and that she can feel things. So. Here we go. Here we go. Does she have reproductive <laughs> organs? Like, I don't know. Like, what, do you make that conscious decision to be a cyborg and have unlimited power? But, Forget like you're never going to be able to shit again. You're never going to have the sensation of 
fucking orgasms. You're never going to have a sensation of taking a fucking piss after holding it in. You're never going to have the opportunity to reproduce. <laughs> never gonna, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, you're just going to, like, to me, you lose a bit. Like, I can understand having cool arms and cool legs, but to give up your whole body, I don't know. But I liked the... I liked the... That's about it, man. That's about it. <laughs> I just liked the Attila's leader's first body. I thought that looked cool. The second one just looked like a stupid, so like a, just a whatever Super, sort of yeah superhero costume. Yeah, superhero costume. Um, if I have to give a rating to this film, I'd say maybe watch it on Netflix if you can be bothered. But I wouldn't. I just I'd avoid it. I wouldn't watch it at all. It's instant, oh. instantly forgettable. Like I've already forgotten half this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, listen, audience, look, I know you guys opened this pod thinking that I was going to be the one ripping, you know, ripping this a new one. And now Sam's the one ripping a new one. So look, let me, let me, let me give you this positive. Um, if you go to Tea Tree Plaza to watch it, if you're in Adelaide, they've done a really good job on the cinema and the schnitzels at the schnit are very good. That's it. This film was shit. Don't ever watch it. Don't wait for it on Netflix. Don't hire it. Don't illegally download it. Don't waste the gigs. Let it die. It's going to be forgotten in two years. Not even. It's finished. The end. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, uh, um, box office performance would suggest that it is not going to get a sequel, which is good. Um, the whole reason why... Thank Fuck. The whole reason why I was moved to February was probably because of that reason that producers knew that it wasn't very good. Um, uh, I don't have anything final to say. I think we've... I, I Look, to be honest, I feel really shit about this episode because I hate just coming on here to shit on something because when I get hot, I don't articulate my argument or, or point of view very well. Um, I think this is the most articulate you've ever been in a podcast, actually. Like, <laughs> everything was very clear to succinct. I, I, I don't think we succinctly uh, gave this good a good synopsis. The plot is confusing because it's so... It's not confusing. It's just fucking... It's like uh, four sentences of Wikipedia. That's all it is. Um, And a lot of it is made up by... Fucking motorball, so yeah. Look, it's 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 overdone, hot garbage. All right. Yeah, and not not every. Yeah, but what I want to say is not not every movie is going to have a redeeming quality, and we did try and redeem it with the CGI. The CGI was fantastic, but at the end of the day, right, a turd is still a turd, and this, my friends, is a turd. All right, um, listeners, there's a couple movies coming up that I'm going to try and twist some arms to get Anthony to go see. Um, he's going to try and twist some of my arms to, to go see. Uh, we'll try and do some more uh, modern sort of new release films, so we're not always doing flashbacks. Because you know, nothing worse than two cunts that's harping on about old films that, like, yeah, we get it. They're classics. We understand. Like, let's try and let's try and get some contemporary films in the mix a bit more. Um, I would like to suggest, Anth, is there any film that you'd like to to review next that's coming out soon? Um, I'm just really keen on that, uh, Pet Cemetery remake mm. and, uh, now we're um, now we're talking, yeah. now we're getting juicy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm keen on that because 
I think um, the reason why I'm keen, and I'm, we're going to wrap this up, mm. is that um, obviously Pet Cemetery was, you know, a good film back in the day. But I, th- you know, Stephen King had a lot of shit adapted, mm. um, and I think that now, um, you know, filmmakers are starting to get it right. So I'm, I'm really uh, interested. Mm. I'm interested in seeing how this one turns out. Sweet. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember when that comes out, but I think that's a, bit, a couple months away. It's not. I think it's March. I think it's March. I could be wrong. Uh, let's have a look at the March schedule. Uh, we got oh, Captain Marvel. I'm not. I'm not. Don't worry. I'm not going to subject you to that. I'm not going to go see it. Not oh, for any you. political motivated reasons. Just that I, I can't be bothered with the superhero films. Like, yeah, no, not everything has to be politically motivated. I just we're not seeing it. Fuck it. Yes, like I hope every female gets. Fuck whatever they want out of that movie and they identify with it and it's a massive success but I just can't be bothered with superheroes. You know you know what it was? A quick shout out to uh, Bumblebee. So I, I went there with my, my lovely wife on um, a couple of weeks ago to Movies in the Park and Bumblebee, if you're a mother out there and you're listening to this pod because I'm sure there's a lot of mothers that listen to this pod and you have a daughter, get them to watch Bumblebee. Great film. All right, for a young woman to identify with and, you know, get some self encouragement out of. So Bumblebee, go watch it. It was actually it was actually a very well done film. I was thinking Michael Bay Transformers, but it was actually really it was really good. It was uh, really good. Well then yeah. fucking do a Bumblebee podcast up. All right, so um <laughs> Pet Cemetery comes out on April fifth, so Oh April. April. Yeah, All right. Early April, so that'll probably Beautiful. be the next one. Um we might do one more or two more um, flashback in between, from in between um, now till then. But uh, until then, listeners, thanks for joining us. As always, you can find us at FMMRPod on Twitter, on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. And thanks for joining us, Barton. Uh, thank you. You know what? Thanks for the experience, Sam. It was great to uh, finally experience these wonderful blockbusters that you uh, enjoy so much. Yes. <laughs> All right. Then, uh, until, until next time, listeners. We'll see you down the road. Peace. Peace.